Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down two way to your watering hole. Hey, y'all. What up, y'all? Hello, guys. It's another episode of the ATL. Watering hole. How's it going? It's going. Getting ready for my favorite holiday. Is it? Is it? Thanksgiving your favorite holiday? I didn't know that. Thanksgiving is definitely my favorite holiday. Oh, wow. Okay. I would have pegged that you, Christmas was your favorite. Really? And why is that? Well, I mean, you love to give gifts and you're really good at it. Well, thank you, girl. Yes. I I, I haven't gotten a bad gift from you yet. So that's why I said Christmas was your holiday. I mean, the gifts are good and all, but, uh, well, actually my favorite holiday is my birthday, but uh, (laughs) after that. (laughs) is thanksgiving because it's like you know oh give thanks unto the lord you know what i'm saying it's all about with the boars thanks and i just i'm so grateful and i try to practice you know a spirit of thankfulness every day but it's the one holiday that's like not about gifts it's not about pressure it's about food football family and fellowship Amen to that. Those and I'm, I'm I'm in a good place. It sounds good to me. And I will say, um, since I've been living in Atlanta, Metro Atlanta to be exact, Thanksgiving has definitely become one of my favorite holidays because my aunts go hard in the paint for Thanksgiving. And I mean, we have so much fun after, of course, it takes all day for the food. But yep. um, between the fellowship, the games, the laughter, it's all it's well worth it. So it's to the point where I don't even miss, you know, going back to Michigan for Thanksgiving. I know I'm going to do Thanksgiving in Atlanta. And it, I mean, at the same time, I ain't got to cook either. But it's a win. It's a win to me. So, yes, yes, yes. But I'm looking forward to the holiday. My yes, Shout out to my friends who helped me celebrate for the first time ever a Friendsgiving. I had always like heard of it, saw it on TV and I was like, okay, cool. But I actually had the honor of being a part of one um, last week and it was wonderful. Like I'm not a huge potluck person, but everybody in there, you know, let them use them. They, They knew their lane. They stayed in it. Whatever dish they brought, it was delicious. Nice. Games. And it was just a whole vibe. It was everything that I thought a Friendsgiving would be. I love it. You know who you are. Huh? I would like to do a Friendsgiving one one year. Yeah. 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 How does Friendsgiving work? Do you do that the Thursday before or is it it usually on the weekend? We did it on the weekend. We did it last Saturday, which was the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Um, but I'm sure you could do it whenever you want. And what, what um, dish did you make? I made deviled eggs. Okay. Yeah. Deviled yeah. Eggs. And, uh, you know. What would I make? <laughs> if I'm well, I you like to cook. Cake. I like to cook. Yes. I yeah. do. I, I make a I don't have time. Cheese. So if anybody needs me to make that, I can do that. Um, I can do greens. The only thing I have not done on my own is a turkey. That's the only thing I haven't done on my own. Oh, and yeah. dressing. But I don't, I'm not like a huge dressing fan outside of when my aunts make it. And see, I am. Aunts. I am a huge dressing fan, but I'm picky and bougie about my dressing. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Devon. You did that at the Friendsgiving, honey. That's like the second closest that I've ever had to my mom. Oh, wow. 
Okay, have friend. Energy. You have a, a calling on your life. Yes. <laughs> Not a calling. <laughs> a calling on her life. Like... cranberry sauce. I didn't even need the sauce. Okay. Wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, we'll get right into it because it's late. And um, <laughs> well, I'm telling them it's late because we ain't been recording. So we we're gonna roll we, this thing right along. We're night owls. Who the who? <laughs> no, I, you know what? I my night owl has been going out the window, but that's partially I think because I've been doing these six forty five workouts, and so by about nine o'clock, your girl be tired, right? Yeah, yeah. you're gonna be tired. But yeah. our it's a vibe this week is the beautiful women of Wakanda forever. Um, <laughs> as, as you all know, Chadwick Boseman passed away. Rest his soul. A little while ago. And so um, the second Black Panther was, uh, he was expected to be in that movie, obviously. And so they had to rewrite the script to honor Chadwick. And I can honestly say they did that. Yes, yes. I I think I have a mixed review of the movie. Okay, that's <laughs> I, think I that's love that it was for the culture. I'm here for it. Obviously, I was there, dripped in my African attire. Love, love, love everything that you guys are doing for the culture. Keep it up. I did feel like the, the movie featured Black female excellence, mm. which was awesome. I am a huge huge Angela Bassett fan and she oh rose to the occasion. I mean, that was a queen. Yes. But I did not like uh, that we came in on a sad note with T'Challa's death. Mm-hmm. I felt like in 2022, we could have made some hieroglyphic features, some holograms, whatever you call it, and let him die like a king. We didn't, I mean, I didn't expect to see him in the movie. I know he's, I'm well aware that he's deceased, okay? But for you guys to make him die in real life for an illness and then die in the movie from an illness that we really, really never even went into what said illness was. What illness killed Black Panther? Which one? That's and true. Y'all could let that man die like the warrior that he was. That's, That's all true. I'm saying. And we didn't survive Killmonger just to, to die of a mysterious illness? Come on. And then we couldn't even get five minutes with him. Like you could have. What, what is the heart shape uh, for? <laughs> you know, you could have at least recycled a scene from the outtakes of the first one that you didn't use. We wouldn't have known the damn difference. It's 2022. Right. So I did not like that. We just come in with the man dead. It came in on a real sad. I, I honestly thought that they were going to frame it as if he was still gone from the snap. From you know, from Avengers, um, when oh, everybody just, turned to dust, I yeah, thought yeah. that that's what they were going to do, and so they were kind of in a in a mourning state because they just didn't know if he was coming back. That would have made more sense. Yeah, I, because I we I thought there was plans to bring him back, obviously using a different actor. Apparently not. Yeah. So yeah, that I, I would have preferred that. Yeah. So I didn't like that. I also did not like the moment where, and if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, we're going to put this in the... Uh, uh, you should have seen it by now. Come on. <laughs> uh, I did not like the part when Angela Bassett like dethrones the general or demotes the general. Yeah. Um, you know your little girl is off the chain. She's very independent. She does what she wants to do. That really wasn't on the general. That yeah, was on her. Was have you not been paying attention? We're not exactly putting up a bunch of dubs right now. We're taking a few L's. 
And so now is not the time to turn down your help. Be wrong. She your best warrior. <laughs> and she getting ready to get really real because I saw the man with the feet come up out the water. You saw him too, Angela. I, I did. So why did you feel that was the move, the necessary move to make? I did not like that. I also did not like the ending because it felt really abrupt. It felt like, okay, we're done. And I'm all about, like I said, for the culture, the way the wing feet man, I don't know his name, but Namor. Namor? Namor, yeah. Namor. Mm-hmm. Namor, I feel like came to them on some less band, t- band together type of shit. Like, you know, together we can rule the land and the sea and take down the white man who never meant anything but bad for us from the beginning, which mm-hmm. he's not completely wrong. So now you're going to take out the person who tried to band together and practice partnership with you just so you can what? Run up behind the white man who really is plotting to kill you anyway? Like, they they came for your help. The one little white man that was helping us, he was in prison and then y'all had to break him out of prison, but they still coming for the purple stuff. What is it? Uh, vibranium. Vibranium. The, the, they, the people still coming for the vibranium and they're trying to kill you constantly. And I felt like Angela knew that in the beginning because when she was sitting at the table for the United Nations, she was like, we're not worried about, you know, what vibranium can do. We're worried about what you guys will do when you find it. But then yet you never questioned what they were doing out there in the sea, mining for it to begin with. Did they know that they were mining out there? I don't think they knew. Um, the one with the wing feet that you just told me. Right, 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 right. Came and he told them like, look, they're trying to take us out. Band together with me and let's stop them. That's what he came to them on. And then y'all made it a war that you wasn't going to win. I just didn't mm. uh, really vibe with that whole thing. I wonder if it's because they were, I guess, surprised that Vibranium was outside of Wakanda. So they still trying to figure that out. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. But I do love that they brought in a whole other culture as yeah. far as the Mayan Aztec people. Um, I thought that was really cool. The graphics were amazing. The fits, the fashion. I was here for all of that. The fashion is always on point. The fashion. The bodies. The bodies. The bodies was good. Lupedia, I need your whatever plan. Your diet plan. Her behind is sitting like a tabletop. Her everything is sitting perfectly. Okay. Looking at Lupita like, girl. I knew you was fine, but this is another thing. Do it for the chocolate women, okay? Yeah, I do. I feel like the outfits are always wonderful and they are always snatched to the gods. For the gods, yes. Yes, indeed. So again, shout out to the women of Wakanda forever. You all have done such a great job um, and paid homage to Chadwick Boseman. And I mean, I, I couldn't I couldn't ask for more. And now, obviously, the plot left us wanting more. But as far as the women leading in this, it was everything. It was. Beautiful. And y'all didn't have to kill Angela. No. OK, y'all really didn't have to do that. Y'all did not have to do that. But I'm <laughs> thinking she just wanted out of her contract. I'm, that's have we not lost enough? Like, I don't know. Why else would that happen? Have we not lost enough? Have we not lost enough? <laughs> Jeez Louise, I'm not going to be able to see those guns in there. Anyway. Right. Exactly. Uh, but shout out. We shout appreciate out. you. 
shout out. So moving right along, this episode, we're just kind of, you know, catching up and shooting the shit. Um, as I was telling uh, Luana before we started recording, um, my good childhood friend um, that I had known since the second grade, and I'm not ashamed of my age, I will be 40 next year, um, passed away suddenly. And so when we were in about fourth or fifth grade, her family relocated back to where her parents are originally from, which is Mississippi. So that was in the early or mid nineties. And uh, so of course they weren't cell phones. So we weren't able to keep in touch like that. She used to write me letters all the time. And so I will say, even though when we were tight when she was still in Michigan, I feel like she put in a lot more effort into keeping that friendship going. Um, and then um, as high school came along and we, you know, moving on in our, moving on in our lives, we both got, got pregnant at the same time with our children. And so we kept in touch around that time as well. But as life will have it, you start working and, you know, you're taking care of kids. Sometimes you, the relationship falls off. So fast forward, I go, I go through law school, um, and then end up moving to Atlanta. I was still talking to her and I think I actually went to go visit her. And this is actually the last time I saw her. Um, just before I went to law school, I think Darren had to be about maybe six or seven years old. And so he actually got to meet her, met her daughter. Um, and we, there was, there was plans and talks about us doing a girl's trip, but it just never happened. And so now I feel a level of guilt um because i didn't we didn't get a chance to do that and so you know i'm just kind of working through my thoughts on that and kind of wanted to get luana's thoughts on what do you think about maintaining you know friendships from your childhood um and how that differs i guess from the time when i grew up to um, i guess now i'm assuming when you were in high school you guys had cell phones and things like that so you kind of keep in touch with people better you know, where, you know, you, in a Facebook world, I've been able to connect with people that I hadn't talked to in years. And I've got to see their kids grow up and things like that. But even still, it just seems like there's just never enough time to do and connect with everybody you want to. So yeah, I, I mean, I think that some relationships are easier to maintain than others because there's like a balance. And there are some people who are going to hit you up constantly. And then there are some who are not going to ever hit you up and you kind of have to carry that relationship as far as the communication part. So mm -hmm. I have friends that are meetup type friends. I have friends that are talk on the phone and never meet up type friends. Mm -hmm. I have Facebook friends who just send me messages on social media, you know? And so I think maintaining the relationships depend on the parties that are involved. Now, as far as... <laughs> high school or like childhood friendships, I do think those can be hard to maintain just because you're constantly growing and evolving and moving and life is life. Is. Like it's, it's just, it's always something going on. Right. I do, I do have friendships where I, I look back and I think, gosh, you know, without her hitting me up, we wouldn't even have ever been in contact. I probably wouldn't know where the girl was because I never hit her up. But then vice versa, there are, are times where I think of relationships where I was the one constantly reaching out. 
I'm typically not that one. Like you have to find me, but it's not because I don't love you. I can see you today and then see you a decade from now and it's still all love. I don't know that you should feel any type of guilt or any type of, I guess, burden in your spirit for that because I think it's very, very common. You know, outside of best friends, a lot of people from childhood don't interact into adulthood. They just don't. Not like that. I have one childhood friend and that is my best friend. And that's because I fed him and he won't never go. He won't go away. Like he he just keeps coming back. But everyone else from childhood, like, you know, I have one friend from high school that we talk, but she and I, she's a meetup friend. We don't talk on the phone like that. She, in fact, she called me yesterday. Shout out to our lady. What up, bro? She <laughs> called me yesterday and she called me at like 1045. I was knocked out because I'm an adult and I be tired. Yes, you so do. You do. I woke up this morning and I was like, I called her instantly. I was like, girl, what's wrong? Did something happen? She said, I didn't want anything. But the fact that my mind immediately went to like damn something must be wrong mm. it's because we don't talk on the phone like that one and number two girl you don't call me at the eight like what right right <laughs> and I think that's just the dynamic of our relationship but I do consider her one of my closest friends and that's crazy because if it was content if it was a hundred percent contingent upon phone calls people would look at it and think we're not even close but that girl knows more of my darker secrets than most people that like she and I have spent heart to heart, like had heart to hearts in person. And so, you know, I don't know. I just think every relationship is different. Some people are very phone type of people. Some people are pull up type of people. Some people are the love is all real, but I'm only going to see you once every two years. I have a friend like that, mm. but either way, it's not on you um, when someone suddenly passes, you know, and I don't know that whether the person was still with us or whether they're no longer with us. I don't know that you increasing or decreasing or manipulating the type of communication you all have would have changed anything as far as the dynamic of your friendship. Who knows? If you talk to her more often, maybe you guys wouldn't have even been as great of friends as you were. You might not have had such a fond memory of her. I think people come into your lives for different ways and different reasons for a reason, right? Like some folks, I don't want to talk to you on the phone. I just don't. But girl, pull up. Cause you a good time, <laughs> you know. And so I don't know. She did probably reach out more than you did, but I think that's normal. Like I said, that's that's a lot of my relationships. Uh, I guess again, trying not to, you know, put it on like I was avoiding her calls or that that I wasn't making the effort. But I do. I don't know. I just have some level of guilt but then at the same time it just helps me reflect because one of the things that her and I bonded over was music she loved mm-hmm. to sing and we used to write songs all the time as kids now mind you, we fifth fourth grade writing songs and I'll never forget the the cook that we came up with and it just sounds so cheesy to me but I'm gonna sing it anyway boy oh, wow. it's the thing that you do and I love them <laughs> 
and the love of oh yeah. Wait, like, what? <laughs> this is the cook. That was the hook. Oh, the hook. Okay. The hook. Boy, it's the things that you do and the love of. I don't. I couldn't tell you what the other verses were. Yeah. But I just remember that, and I and ever since she passed, it's been like playing in my head constantly. I don't even know if she remembers that that particular um, hook that we wrote. But we, but were- she can hear you. She can hear your thoughts now. Well, I hope so. I hope she knows that I'm thinking about her, and I hate that I feel like I've been thinking about her more now than I, you know, when she was here. It's just weird. I don't know. And I honestly, I don't know the circumstances of her passing and I've been too chicken to even bother to ask because I just feel like I, we hadn't been talking. So I'm like, how would I look? I am friends on Facebook with her brother and her sister, um, but I don't know what to say. It's just kind of one of those things. But I, I'm saying it here publicly on this podcast that Jennifer, I love you. Um, I do wish that we had connected more. Um but at the same time, I know if one, if we had saw each other, it would have been all love. It wouldn't have been, like you said, you can pick right up where you left off. Um, and I just pray that her daughter is doing well under the circumstances. She was doing extremely well. She owned a, uh, a shop uh, doing locks in Mississippi. So she was doing well. And I would like to think that um, a lot of things were left behind for her child to go on. She was grown, so well grown in in terms of being over eighteen. But you're never too grown to not miss your mom. So, yeah, yeah. Well, God bless, and that's yeah. yeah. Heaven has earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. So, mm-hmm. praying for the loved ones and for you, you know, for your strength. Yep, yep, yep. And so that takes me to our next topic um by now most of us are are aware of the situation involving the young lady who was um brutally murdered while on vacation with quote-unquote friends and these people um and i don't want to mispronounce i don't want to uh what her name is shanquella i believe i don't know I don't know her last name. I don't know her last name. But anywho, the young lady was supposedly experienced alcohol poisoning. This is what the the friends told the young lady's family. And then after they didn't buy that, they did an autopsy on her and discovered that her spine had been severed in addition to her neck being broken. So I don't know too many people whose alcohol poisoning led to spines being broken and necks being broken, but... um, Mm -hmm. Later on after that, we get video showing the young lady being assaulted and she's in the nude. I could only watch a few seconds of it because um, as we have been um, inundated with snuff films of Black people being harmed, in particular Black women, I just can't do it. Um, Mm -hmm. But then more information has come out that not only, you know, that there's been an investigation, but that the person who was assaulting her in the video that most of us have seen was transgender now again nothing against transgender people but if you are operating in you know as a trans person you're still going to have a level of strength that a biological born woman does not have secondly this young lady her family has said she does not um fight she and why should you we shouldn't be fighting on vacation 
Well, she, so the the problem I had, I had several problems with video, obviously, but one thing that stuck out to me was that she looked as though she had been drugged. Mm. Like, even if you're not a fighter, I think your initial reaction, your body's initial reaction is to brace yourself for a fall or to brace yourself from oncoming like combat. I may never swing back at you, but I will at least try to be on the defensive as far as like moving, ducking, dodging, holding my arms up. She was limp like a dish towel Mm. in the video that I saw. I mean, literally couldn't stand up if she wanted to. That's what it looked like to me. And so to me, she looked like someone who had been drugged. Wow. Well, Uh, see, that adds more layers because again, like I said, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. Um, but that that adds another layer to it because maybe that's why she didn't fight back or at very at very least braced herself for a fall. That's crazy. And all of it seemed very much staged to me. So I don't know if you drug her, drugged her and then beat her and decided to film it because you knew how it would look uh, or what. But all of it seems very sketchy and kind of like uh, like weirdly timed i don't know for lack of a better word not weirdly robinson i just wanted to make sure i had her name correctly okay yeah it was weirdly timed and then the fact that you hear a male um in the background of the video who's holding the camera and he's like fight back damn at least fight back i've just never seen nor heard of anything like that and the fact that they're saying you know i understand that the the initial actions took place overseas and there are some questions as to jurisdiction and who can you know who can bring charges and who cannot um where was the video released from because to me when you start releasing videos right Mm-hmm. In the United States, whether it's for clickbait or otherwise, you are then susceptible to some jurisdiction for something here because there are all kinds of laws on the books. I don't know. You know, obviously the law, you and I both went into the practice of law. You right, know, just right. like I know that it is this monstrous beast that continues to grow, <laughs> continues to transform. And it, the sh- it's like a shoe that fits depending on whose foot you put it on. That's how I feel probably once a week. <laughs> I believe <laughs> I it. Say that. I believe it. I say that to say this. If you all wanted to charge them with something, you could. Mm. Whether it's, you know, enticing violence because you've shared it once you got over here. I don't know. All I know is that if you want to- sure they can make a colorful argument in favor. There is something that they could be charged with. I've seen DeKalb County, Gwinnett County, Cobb County indict a ham sandwich on on, on dots that ain't even remotely connected. I'm talking about we got white noise on the screen and they like, he did it! And I come to court and I'm I'm here arguing based off of nothing. I'm like, I really don't know where to start, Your Honor, because I don't know why my client is even in custody. Wow. So for you to tell me that these individuals who have shown their faces who have come over here who have put this out to the public eye who are you know making their voices known who dropped off luggage at the parents house to say that you can't hold them accountable in any way is bullshit to me 
That's what I think. It's bullshit. And the whole FEMA side, whatever there. Which is a new thing that I just recently learned. Like FEMA side, how is this different from homicide? Homicide. Because (laughs) again, and I'm going to tell you how it's different. It's, It's different because of what we just said. That's that whole shoe fit argument. That's that whole, we create boxes that we want to put people in. People have been creating bars and then moving the bar, creating boxes, putting people in them and taking people out of them as they see fit since the beginning of time. That is how this country runs. And if you think anything different, read a book. Just read a book. So my thing is the way you can go ahead and create these outlandish legal terms for what they may at some point be charged with in you know a foreign country you could also come up with something to charge them with in this country because you know where they are you know where to find them and you know how to hold them okay better. so i just pulled it up on wikipedia and it says okay we need a side is a hate crime which is broadly defined as the intentional killing of a woman or girls because they are female Right. So from the videos I saw, I don't know anything that would indicate that it was because she was a woman that she was being beat on, beaten like that. But are they trying to say that because it was a transgender that was beating on her? I was just going to say there's more layers that we don't know about. Maybe there was an argument that took place, you know, questioning someone's uh, femininity or, or their womanhood because they are transgender. You know how people do when you get to arguing. Well, let me tell you something else. It may be, you know, the argument that uh, all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. I've never heard that. You've never heard that? Well, think about it, sweetheart. For it to be a, a for it to be a rectangle, it has to have four sides. For it to be a square, it has to have four even sides. So, by definition, all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. Gotcha. Got, Got you. it. You pick him up, but I'm putting yeah, down. I'm, okay, I'm picking I'll up what you're putting down. Follow me here, counselor. That means femicide, whether it be male, female, or not, it's by definition also homicide. If somebody dead, so stop playing with me and charge them with both. Well, <laughs> maybe because it's a fe- femicide is federal, so I guess they're looking more so into no, the- it's homicide. Do you think there's not a federal homicide that exists? I don't know what, the, but. But you don't have the hate crime part of it. Maybe so that- charge them with both. You do it any other time. Let me tell you, because you don't practice criminal law. So let me just say this. School okay. me. And, and for all the listening ears, this is me putting on my little criminal law hat. Okay, that's it. If that's how you do it? <laughs> they stack charges. Okay. They do. They being the state. And I can't speak for every state. I can only speak for the state which I currently practice in, and that is the state of Georgia. I don't think Georgia got it from out the air. I think it's a commonplace practice. They will charge you with a, an array of things in the beginning so that whatever sticks stays. It's a belt and suspender type argument. If we can't get them on homicide, at least we can get them on aggravated assault. If we can't get them on that, we can get them on manslaughter, mm-hmm. involuntary, voluntary, but they right. get charged with everything. I've seen 14 count indictments for one person being dismissed. So you're not going to tell for the same me offense. for the exact same offense. There's one person dead, one person accused, and it's a 14 count indictment from one encounter. Wow. See it all the time. It's commonplace practice. 
So again, I don't know if Georgia just happens to be the outlier state that does that, but if it is, let I them doubt it. I doubt it. it. They can't lead the way. If it were a hate crime, cool. Make it be a hate crime, mm-hmm. and then use the hate crime conviction to further stack the uh, whatever the punishment is. But you can be guilty of both. Can you not? Because in my mind, it can be a homicide and a suicide. Because if you killed this girl for no reason, you killed her, that's homicide. And then on top of that, if you killed her because she was a female or whatever, how is it not both? Like, I just, I really don't understand. Anywho, I don't work in, where was she, Mexico? Where were they? Somewhere in Mexico. Yeah. So I obviously I'm not licensed in Cabo or Mexico. I don't know what they do over there. Again, my thoughts are this. Well, my first thought is, you know, God bless the family. And I'm so sorry to hear what you are going through. And I, and anything that you have to encounter like this is hard, but when it's in the public eye and it almost seems like prosecution is dependent upon how public you can make it. Right. My heart hurts even further for you. Yeah. So that's one. That's the first thing that I think. The second thing that I think is that it's bullshit that the United States hasn't brought charges against these individuals as of yet. And well, I did hear that there's talk about, um, I don't know, I guess they're expanding legislation to bring in new laws in terms of, I guess, Americans killing Americans in other countries. Because we don't right now we don't have anything on the books. We just kind of leave that to the jurisdiction of whatever that country was. Yeah, but the same way there's a civil long arm statute to where you you um, avail yourself to being subject to liability in a state by which you contract business in. I think there should be something to be said about people who are constantly sharing or enticing violence or dropping off stuff and lying to folks about whereabouts and hiding how the girl, I mean, what about obstruction of justice? You all fucking lied about where this girl was. You lied to her parents. All I'm saying is for the array of what the law looks like from day to day, the way I see it, they could have charged them with something over here. That's what I think. Well, this, it sounds like they're working on it. So, I mean, we Okay, that's bullshit. It ain't shit for you to work on. You done been working on ways to lock folks up for centuries and you have gotten gotten the job done. I know because I'm out here in these streets. Get her done. If you wanted it done, it would be done. So, are you thinking no charges are coming or what? What What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that like I said, I think that the family feels it's contingent upon how much this can be put in the public eye. So I think that the more there's a push for it, the more there's a discussion about it. I do think that they'll try to force maybe Mexico's hand to kind of, you know, prosecute them. But who the fuck coming from Mexico to go get them? Y'all know where they at? Y'all gonna extradite them to Mexico? No. You don't think so? I don't because that's not how that works. I believe the person, the, the jurisdiction that takes out the charges has to physically come get them. Oh, wow. So what y'all going to do? Get on the phone with the United Nations or the, or the Mexican <laughs> Gestapo and have them pull up? What are you doing? I don't, I don't understand the plan. But the fact that there isn't one solid and in place at this point worries me. 
Well, one thing is for sure. I do. Now, obviously, I'm not I'm not advocating for vigilante justice. <laughs> I think that they are not having the best time walking around the streets as of right now. Now, obviously, they haven't identified everyone that was involved so far. And I guess they can't because there hasn't been any official charges. But I'm sure those families know exactly who everyone was that was with their daughter. Um, and so, like I said, they ain't walking down the street without looking behind their shoulder every five seconds. You won't have no peace behind something like that. Which brings me to my next thought. Mm-hmm. How do we, I don't, I don't even know how I would prepare for something like this. You know what I'm saying? Like I was thinking back to the times that I got into, uh, in, into arguments, fisticuffs, if you will, with friends or even like my cousins, like the ones I would be around the most when we were kids or whatever. and very rarely did it ever get physical, right? So on vacation, whatever it is that we was going through, that's the last place I would think about getting into it with you about. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's why it feels like a setup. It feels like a whole setup to me. First off, those aren't your friends and they waited until they could get you across some water and get your defenses down, and then, you know, have their way. So you mean to tell me that you would, we wouldn't be aware of people who are our quote-unquote friends versus, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not- Oh, gonna, I'm so glad you- I'm, I'm so glad you- Like that. I'm so glad you bring this up, because honestly, no. I think you and I would be, but this generation is slightly different to mm-hmm. I do think that you and I- would probably be aware like oh that's not really my friend but even for us I think there have been times where we miscategorized people right someone I knew from around the way and I just kind of kept them on the friends list due to the amount of time I've known them due to the experiences that we've had but not necessarily because we're in the same place mentally on this day present day but you keep them in your life and you don't necessarily agree with everything that they're doing or how they're living, but you just still consider, oh, that's my friend. And you really never sit down and question, why do I consider this person a friend? Does this friendship serve me presently, currently where I am? I think we are all guilty of that, especially men, for some odd reason. I feel like they have a problem detaching from childhood friends. Mm. Um, There's a Bible verse that I grew up hearing in my house that says, you know, when a man becomes a man, he leaves behind childish things or something like that. Right. You can leave behind childish ways, but somehow have very, have a very hard time detaching from your childhood friends. And so I don't know the extent to how long these people knew each other or how often they had been in each other's presence. But I do think it quite possible that she miscategorized them as her friends. I think we are Clearly. all. <laughs> and I think especially the younger generation is very, very guilty of it. Mm. You know, I have friends who have daughters who are in college or daughters who are in high school. And they tell me these stories and they're like, yeah, my homegirl, da, 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 da. And then the da, the, da, 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 all contradicts the homegirl. Mm. Mm. Like everything you said after homegirl, you lost. That's not your friend, you know, and it takes someone older to be like, that's not your friend. And they're like, yeah, well, she didn't mean. I just think that social norms and social interactions are warped 
So people think that if you follow me on social media and we text here and there, like, yeah, that's my friend. But they've never really spent any real time in person with one another. So yeah, some shit could pop off now that we're finally in person and I know you can't fight back or whatever. And I, you know, so I I think it's quite possible she miscategorized them as her friends. I also think it's quite possible that the writing was on the wall and she ignored it like many of us do. And so my question to you is, what happens when you as a friend see someone who has other friends that ain't really they friend. Do you tell them or do you just say, I'm going to stay out? So for instance, if you're, <laughs> say you and I are friends. Right. And you know of a friendship connection that I have with some people who I've known forever. And you know me, you know the current me because you met me after they met me, right? Right. So arguably you met me in my more present self. And I bring you around them or I let you in on some of the conversations that my me and my friends are having. And you're like, girl, that shit they talking about, that's not you. Right. Like, is it you? And now you're questioning who you know me to be versus who they know me to be and how it's even able to coexist. Do you bring that to my attention or do you let that be? Mm, see, you didn't got deep on me. I- <laughs> I want to say yes, that I would say something like, but at the same time, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I would need to know more about like how you knew the person, like if they knew to the the fold or. No, no, no. The facts are I've known them for a very long time. I've known them them for a while. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll use this as an example. And this is how I'm thinking through it because it involves a situation similar. So Uh my best friend now, my BFF was going to be in our wedding. I introduced her to my other really good friend who lived down the street from me. Um, And her and I had been, but we were, we were friends, but to some point we probably were calling each other best friends. So we had a party downtown Detroit. I think I was still in college at the time. Darren was a baby. Anywho, she is a Gemini. I, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on Gemini. I already know. My, my used-to-be best friend was a Gemini. Continue. And she could come off very territorial. So we invited a whole bunch of our friends to come to this party that we planned. She, brought, invite, she invited her friends. I invited my friends. The other girl that was involved, she invited her friends, right? So I'm over there talking to Letitia. And we did this dance routine or whatever. And so we're getting ready to do it. But I'm still talking to Letitia. The girl comes... Who's who, by the okay. way? <laughs> so I'm naming people. I don't care. But the Clover. people don't know who you're talking about. It don't matter, but anywho... Clover is the friend that I was planning the party with. And her and I have been friends for a while. Letitia is my friend who I'm still friends with to this day. Clover comes over to where we are. And she, she, she talked to me like real slick about getting ready to do the dance. Like with attitude, rolling her eyes. And Letitia looked at her like, who the fuck are you talking to? It was like, like you know, people cannot, not, everything was reading on her face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
she looked at me and looked at Clover and just kind of made a face. And I, I was like trying to, you know, keep the peace. Uh-huh. But we ended up having a conversation maybe a couple of days after that. And she was just like, I don't like the way Clover talks to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I tried to make excuses for it, but our friendship kind of went downhill after that. Our being you and Clover. My, me and Clover's friendship kind of went downhill after that. Yes. But you knew Letitia longer. I, no, I probably knew Clover longer, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. But at the same time, it's almost like I met them at the same time because I met Letitia in middle school. And I met Clover probably maybe a couple years. She moved just before we started middle school. So it wasn't that much longer. But because Clover lived in the neighborhood, I had more interaction with her versus with Letitia. I would see her at school, talking to her on the phone, and then we reconnected and we've been best friends ever since in high school. Now, do you feel like, but for that conversation with Letitia, you and Clover would have still been friends? I don't know. Because we did stay friends for a while after that, but we we kept butting heads because she, like I said, she's territorial. She loved to want to tell me what to do and she wasn't doing half the shit she was telling me to do. So that used to piss me off. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, part of when we started falling out, falling down hills, you know, things were going on between Darren's dad and I, as far as being in an abusive relationship. So she, you know, telling me about not being in that situation, but she was living with a guy who was literally beating her like an African drum. So it, you do the math. It, it was kind of one of those things like, dude, you not taking the advice you're trying to give. Right. And we just kind of fell apart to that degree. And funny enough, she's another person who has experienced, you know, a, a, a crazy, tragic situation. Her nephew passed recently. And so, you know, I reached out to her, obviously, because we're friends on Facebook, but we don't talk like that. Um mm-hmm. And so, of course, I gave her my condolences on her nephew passing and everything. But it, again, it, it kind of was like one of those things, like even though I'm sorry about your nephew and, you know, really thinking about our friendship, I know I feel like her, our friendship wasn't healthy. Mm, okay. It wasn't a healthy friendship that I would necessarily want back. I don't mind seeing you on Facebook and, you know, making sure you're good and everything like that. But that's the one friendship that I feel like regardless of where I am or whatever, I wouldn't be the one to open that door. I would prefer to keep it closed. Okay. Okay. Versus with Jennifer, it wasn't like that. I I would have been, I would have been okay with us continuing to communicate and things like that. It's just life was lifing. So that is the reason versus somebody I, definitely kept the door closed on my own without any prompting. And know? so now what if Letitia had said something to you about, well, I don't really like Clover like that. You tell me she didn't like Clover. But, I'm I- saying, but if, <laughs> if you still yourself liked Clover, how does that play out? Would you have, see, the issue is that you knew both of them the same amount of time for the most part, but you're saying you knew Clover, I guess, kind of deeper, so to speak. Right. And, but you saw the writing on the wall and you're saying you would have kind of seen that even without Letitia's input. Probably, but at the same time, I think I had that in the back of my head too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely had that in the back of my head. And now fast forward to, you know, planning my wedding. If I was still friends with both of them, I don't know how that would work being in a wedding. And I, obviously I'm in several wedding groups, right? And I've heard of, 
the women talking about their bridesmaids not getting along for whatever reason and trying to keep the peace. And one girl like, I'm not going to be in the wedding. She's going to be in the wedding. And blah, it's just uh-huh. like, oh, this problem. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. Yeah. And so I think it's very possible that sometimes you have friendships for different reasons. And you either don't get a chance to foster them properly mm-hmm. or you think you're better friends than you are just because you've never come into certain circumstances. It's just like how you think you have someone that really deals well with conflict. That's because y'all ain't never been in conflict. Mm. You know, like you, mm. it's easy to say like, yeah, this, this is even kill, but disaster hasn't, you know, happened yet. So we right. don't know. And so there are friendships that you think are really, really good and really, really strong, especially those childhood ones, because you have such fond memories that you hold on to. But in the present, it probably doesn't serve you, you know, as much as you think it would. I felt like that about my ex. I felt like he had a lot of friends that he put a lot of faith and stake in. And I was like, I don't really understand what y'all have in common as of right now, as of this mm. month. Mm. And he would always be like, well, he just been A1 since day one. I'm like, that's cool. But what, what does that even mean? <laughs> but what about today though? Because you just had a flat tire and that nigga couldn't even come help. Like, <laughs> and he lived like walking distance. You know, like, <laughs> so their conversations like that. And it's always really iffy, I think, from an outside perspective to sometimes step in and question those friendships that uh, that friends of yours may have because you just never know how people are going to receive it right obviously befriend whoever you want to befriend but I say all that to say the writing could have been on the wall someone could have even interjected and told her like maybe you shouldn't go with these folks maybe they're not and she might have ignored it or maybe someone saw the writing on the wall and didn't say anything because they didn't know how it would be received mm, that's deep that's so deep. <laughs> I just say, you know, would you say that adult friendships, or I don't know, I guess platonic friendships, especially I guess amongst women, are harder to end when I guess the those relationships no longer serve you, but the other person wants to keep the friendship going in whatever way that is. I think it's the opposite. I think women platonic relationships are easier to end and male platonic relationships are harder to end. And I don't know what that's about. I feel like men don't express themselves as well. Men don't make new friends as well. So they kind of just get in this stuck in this old, like what? And it's like, whoever I've been friends with since pre-K, that's my nigga. I'm like, oh yeah, but you know, (laughs) he not really making any real place to serve y'all like you know <laughs> and and they just I mean and then you're like well what is it that you love about y'all's French I, mean, I don't know that's just my dog you know and it's very like real surface and we don't go any deeper and I'm like well you know he don't take care of his kid that's all right what it's no it's not it's not all right but they just say well that ain't got nothing to do with me well it kind they of does because I believe you are the company you keep. Absolutely. And I believe, you know, you either going to swim with guppies or soar with eagles. Mm, you better question your circle, honey, because if you look around and all you see, you know, you don't see nothing, you, you're, in, you're engulfed and you're encaged and it's not a circle. It's a, it's, a, it's a prison. So you have to be careful of the company you keep and you have to constantly reevaluate and evaluate 
what you're doing with your time and who you're speaking to and how they're serving those relationships are serving you. I, so I, I like what you said when uh, when you asked him, well, what are these friendships doing for you now? And you don't yeah. have anything, but I don't know. That's, that's just my dog. Yeah. And that's what it was. It was like, you know, well, we, we hang out, we drink. I'm like, yeah, but then y'all drink and drive. And that's not okay. Oh. You right. That ain't, that ain't. But uh, that's my dog. It was never mm. a fruitful response. And so it gave me pause from the outside looking in. And of course, I can't tell you who we'd be friends with, but I can say, I, I don't know if your growth will be stunted, but in my opinion, you are in a somewhat way stunting your growth by swimming with guppies. <laughs> That's just what I think. I, I, like, I, I, I was thinking about that because my brother, he, he, when we were kids, he had a group of friends. They hung, hung out, hung tight. But one of the things that I noticed was that my parents were married when we were born and my dad, of course, stayed active in our lives. And so my dad's mentality, he would tell the neighbors after he moved was that, Hey, if you see the kids doing something, they don't got no business doing, call me, let me know. Right. Mm-hmm. So the neighbor across the street, she used to feed the birds all the time. So the seed hit the ground, them birds would come back there. Okay. So Somehow Titus got caught up with his friends throwing rocks at the birds, right? (laughs) So, of course, the neighbor gets on the phone, calls dad. Dad come pulling up. Now, man, this ain't the time when dad's supposed to come pick us up. This is just a (laughs) random day he pull up on you like, oh, wait. Uh Uh-huh. Wait a minute. So, dad like, what's up? What you doing? (laughs) And he goes into the story like, hey, Marianne called me, told me y'all was out there throwing rocks at the the bird. Now, I was with him. So I don't know nobody. Yeah, right. So he was like, uh, I wasn't throwing rocks at the birds. <laughs> and he was like, Well, what were you doing? I was just standing there watching him. And he's like, That's why you're about to get your ass whooped. Yes, exactly. So, why. Because in 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 the court of law, it don't matter. Yes. You was there. You was there standing looking dumb instead of saying, you know what? Like, instead like the standing up for what's right. I'm going to head out. <laughs> and funny enough, unfortunately, all the four friends in that circle have been to jail or caught up in something criminal. Uh-huh. And my brother has not. Uh-huh. Because I feel like in that one situation, my, my dad let taught him a valuable say, lesson. This ain't it. He taught him a valuable lesson. They gradually grew apart. Mm-hmm. Right now, he still keeps in touch with them, but of but course, from a long handled school, right? And very that, much so. And, and it's crazy that, though because, like, I remember when he got married, they were like, "He's gonna get a big because you invited us to be in the wedding." Blah, blah. And he was just like, "We, we don't even we talk don't like, like that, bro. That, yeah. bro. Like, what are you saying? But it's it is interesting to me that you know, like you said, boys, men sometimes don't know how to articulate themselves until like it had been drinking or you know then all of a sudden the sober sober heart is is just spilling out everything um but at the same time again you it's harder to let those friendships go you you they they just become different yeah yeah and to a certain extent do you agree with the statement that your friends are a reflection of you absolutely absolutely (laughs) 
the two girls I hung out with besides, you know, Clover and uh, Letitia, um, both had babies at 15. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, I'm introduced to Darren's dad through them. Yeah. And boom. And so the same applies. The same way that applied into childhood, it definitely applies in adulthood. I would even argue that it applies more so in adulthood. Because when you're a child, you're somewhat forced to be around the people you're around. And it's a right. it's a lessened or a, a smaller pool, right? When we're adults and we work in whole jobs and we, you know, got whole bills, the choices that you're continuing to make about how you spend your free time, all two minutes of that free time. Listen. That means you are the company that you keep because you're making a, a conscious choice to keep that company. So yeah. you're not going to have, I just can't, and that's why I question certain friendships. I can't see me being friends with someone who's friends with someone else and they doing all kind of crazy shit. And I'm like, but you're continuing to foster that friendship. So what is it that I'm missing about who you really are? Mm. Because you're not exactly your friends, but there's got to be a piece of you somewhere in it. Or you wouldn't be working to foster the friendship. You just wouldn't. It ain't enough hours in the damn day. EJ, it's seven o'clock at night. Already. Already. You understand? So, I, you know, we can leave it at that. I do believe birds of a feather flock together. And I'm trying to soar with eagles. Bless. And that's all I got on that, y'all. But be careful. And this is this is a learning moment. Yeah, Don't that's, that's what I want to take from this, that Again, what what do we tell our young people about friendships and really being discerning about those friendships, particularly when we go on all vacations, where we're in close, intimate uh, spaces with people. You know, you want to be mindful of the folks that are around you. Like if you got if you if you feeling an itch in your heart and your mind or something that these people don't really bang with you like that, you don't want to be going on vacation with them. Right. And don't be so far detached from yourself that you can't even feel the itch no more. Mm. You know? Oh, no, she ain't gonna do nothing. It's vacation. Mm. No. Is it a mess around and cost you your life? And I no. just, it's just insane that that happened to that young lady. And so I just kind of wanted to highlight that. And so we'd like for you guys to share what what have you learned about friendship? How have your friendships from your childhood changed over time versus where you are now. Hit us up on atlwateringhole at gmail.com. And if you have a friend who got a friend that y'all really, you know, you questioning that friendship, I implore you or empower you, you know, mention it. It could yeah, save a life. Speak up for yourself. You grown at this point. It ain't like nobody gonna give you a whooping for being honest about. And hell, if you take the whooping, take that whooping. But if it saves someone's life, then it's it's a whooping worth getting, or it's a it's a tongue lashing. I feel like worth enduring because if you save someone from criminal charges later, or you know being deceased or taken from us too soon later, then you know it was worth it. Right? Because I mean now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure these people didn't intend to. Well, you know what? I don't know what they intended. Now that I think yeah. about it, I don't, when, when when they were in Mexico beating this girl up, I would like to think they was not intending to kill her. It's just that they went too far and she died. You know what I'm saying? We just wanted yeah. to fight and you know whatever, and then we go home the next day. Yeah, never thought that they it was going to turn into a situation where she died. Like, oh my God, she did! And then you go yeah. running out. Right. And then you leave her for, for the maid to find. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing to see here. 
weekend at Bernie's type of Don't deal. Drop the luggage off at her mama house. Y'all need y'all ass. Okay. Okay. No, your ass beating is just. I need Chinese torture because. Wow, <laughs> no. no, Morabico. We need. We need waterboarding the whole nine until we get the truth of how how this happened. Yeah. But so. yeah, guys, it's been another episode of ATO Watering Hole. We do plan to have some more guests. Um, but we just want to do this episode where we just shoot the shit and catch up with the yes. folks of the ATL watering hole. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Please continue to listen. Like, like am, subscribe. Yes, all that, all that. I am Luana. Um, of the Fells Firm, where advocacy is a priority. www.thefellsfirm.com. Look me up. Call me. Yes. You need to reach me. I think my contact information will be in the in the description box. Absolutely. And I am EJ of EJ Lee Law Practice, where the model is to be referee whistle official with your intellectual property and business matters here in the state of Georgia. Hit me up at six seven eight three four three two seven nine nine. We've got some Black Friday deals going on. Over Woo. there, DIY self-study options, and you still get um, credit for those self-study options if you decide you too much for you and you just want uh, EJ Lee Law to handle that for you. We can do that as well. Love and light. Happy Thanksgiving, right, you guys. Happy Thanksgiving, happy us. holidays. Whatever holiday you celebrate, um, stay safe out there. Uh, as we're going into Black Friday, act like y'all got some sense. I, I ain't got no sense. Okay? I'm getting oh, up. <laughs> I, I, want want all the, I want all the smoke. I don't want the smoke. I don't. My husband do, but I don't. Smoke! I don't want it. All right, y'all. It's been another episode. Bye. Bye. See you soon. All right, y'all. It's EJ. And your girl, Luana. Thank you for listening to another episode of ATL Watering Hole. Please rate, review, and, and subscribe. subscribe.